0: Uh, cool, man. <laughs> Should we dive into it? Let's do it. All right. Um, I know we 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 touched a lot on your stuff last week, but I have a question for you because I re I was listen I re listened to that podcast since it was um since it came out. Anyway, I don't I don't remember. Um, it's a good one, right? Last it, week's? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I have a question for you though, maybe a clarifying question. I, I hesitate to ask this question. <laughs> Go for it, man. That's what we're here for—raw and
1: unfiltered. You know, it's yeah, the real deal. You get only the honest truth with Sam and Herman.
0: <laughs> nice, dude. Nice, nice. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, good sales pitch there. Um, no, so when we started this a year ago, I don't know when we started this. Anyway, when we started chatting on the podcast, you were trying to launch courses, and it was always a struggle. Right? Mm-hmm. it was a struggle because it just things took longer than you wanted right you were trying to launch that course I don't, it was a frame of motion I think and it had taken mm-hmm. a long time and you know all this stuff and one thing you said to me back then at least I think this is what you said was you know I just realized that I need to get into my like weekly routine that's what I used to do with ember map you know not thinking of a course like just do the weekly thing and then I could just be done with this course in eight weeks because I could just do a video a week or whatever Mm -hmm. so i remember talking about that and that was sort of the mentality back then and Mm -hmm. um and that was i think partially also why you started exploring the 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 just subscription subscription because you were just like i'm just going to publish a video a week and like i don't have this pressure of like a course and a course launch and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, now we're back you know kind of full circle where you're you're mm-hmm. saying I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver a course a month or what? Right? You, you said it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a month, but like you're gonna put a deadline and you're gonna do the course and um, and, and some things have changed, right? Now you have this uh, lifetime thing, so it's not like you're just selling one course and you have to do the full launch for a single course. Like there's this platform mm-hmm. that you own that you built where you can just keep adding courses, um, and they don't have to be necessarily like massive, big right. deal kind of thing. At least maybe not mentally. Um, but I guess my question to you is what has changed or do you think anything has changed or do you foresee running into that issue again? The, the Like, oh, you know, we thought we were going to deliver a course in X amount of time. Things are, things are lagging. Like, what, why do you think this new approach, which seems very similar, though a little bit different to the old approach, why do you think this can succeed where you, where you were struggling in the last time?
1: Yeah. Good question. So I think a few things have changed. First, one of the main reasons we were uh, did weekly stuff with Ember Map is because it was subscription-based. And with a subscription, you want the like the delivery of the content yep. to feel like it matches the payment period. And so you can't take six months to do a course because people are going to be like, why am I paying $30 a month if I don't get any content for six months? I'll just cancel and then resubscribe in six months. Yep, exactly. Um, so that was a big driver of that. Now, it did fit the style well because it felt like we were able to just kind of like pair and like work on things. For example, we had this course building a feature like video views, and I just added the ability to track your which videos you've watched uh-huh. to Ember Map and turn that into a course. And it was kind of fun because kind of two birds with one stone. It was a feature people wanted, but it also allowed me to make a course on a week-by-week basis. Got it. And um just record what I was doing and break it up like that. So that was a nice fit for us in that sense. But we had the distribution and marketing challenges with Ember Map. And so ultimately that led to us doing YouTube for Build UI. And... YouTube is also kind of like a weekly cadence, but it's a very different piece. Like we talked about extensively last week. I just, I just still don't like it. I'm gonna, I am I think I'll be able to find some way to do it that I like, but right now I'm just wish I didn't even have to do YouTube at all. Yeah. Um, and so I think the big difference is first thinking like distribution, not distribution first, but like thinking about the end of the month, end of each month, having a course that we can, tell people about and people Mm -hmm. wanting finished courses and using that to drive the scope down conversation and the prep. And so I think the month is going to be a good thing for us to experiment with kind of middle of the road, Mm -hmm. uh, between a big course launch, but, but not small enough that it's really noteworthy. We have finished the remix course, we have a new radix course, and now we have an email list of people we can mention, we can tell, and you know, the 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 lifetime membership becomes more valuable over time as we get more courses mm-hmm. and we're not focused on fighting churn and so for all those reasons that's that's uh i think those are the big differences okay um the feeling of driving towards a goal of a deadline of a of a marketing event of something that's noteworthy and telling people and being able to adapt on that regular basis and say ah like server actions have stabilized in Next.js. We really want to make a course about this. People are asking about it and now it's ready. And so now we can do it because we're not mired down in like a multi-month long course. That's just kind of dragging on and is unbounded, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think the psychological aspects of it are like when we were doing frame or motion recipes as a standalone course, it was like a lot of uncertainty about if it was going to work the big course launch thing, we hadn't really done something like that before. We had just only grown slowly with like subscriptions. Yeah. So that felt like a big scary thing to us, I guess. Now we have kind of a machine in place that works to some degree, at least enough that it's kept us away from consulting for eight months or whatever, six, seven months. So it feels like that's those are all the pieces that are in place that make it feel much more motivating and, and much more like realistic to pull it off. And then also just like I mentioned last week, the way the last four lessons went recording and remix, it's like this is our bread and butter. This is what we want to teach. If people like this content, the people, the people who are customers like this content. And so I can build an app break it down, teach it in a step by step way. And I can do that all day. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like feels good to be able to focus on that and buff up the content value of build UI without having to worry about a big marketing campaign. That's like a lot of email writing and a lot of like promotion that feels like out of my wheelhouse and I get is important, but it feels like a bigger part of a standalone course launch than now that we have A lot of those systems in place, you know?
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think having the platform uh, where you're putting your courses, where people are already expecting to go. Exactly. uh, It definitely helps there. And I think that that's also similar to um, earlier this year, I had the idea of like micro courses. Um, They don't have to be micro, Mm -hmm. but just the idea of like, let me get out rather than building a ginormous course Mm -hmm. that's going to be really expensive, um, build several right like several of them and um and try to get them out quickly to kind of gain momentum and stuff but i think the where that fails is if you don't have that platform i think if you have a platform where you can publish all your courses then it's uh it's much easier in that way so you don't have to do exactly what you're saying all the the marketing all the all the extra stuff you need some
1: way for people to find out about it if you don't have a platform that that is that is growing in some level of recognition and authority then you need yeah, Twitter audience or some newsletter list or just some group of people interested in, and you can sell it using an external platform. But you know,
0: yeah. And
1: maybe we overthought it and made it too challenging, and it wasn't actually that challenging. We just needed to execute more consistently and just let people know about it. But it, it was just for whatever reason, it was hard for us to do that. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I um, yeah. appreciate you answering the question. I, I thought about that when I was on no the podcast, and I was yeah. like, I, it's like, wait, short, are we full. gonna get back and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly
1: so uh yeah man um do you want to talk about some of your stuff i mean we we finished our early bird sale we actually just raised prices a couple of hours ago oh nice um, nice yeah nice, nice. so if you go to com right now um it's 249 so it's the first time we've had that price nice
0: which I still I'm, think that's you know' cheap. pretty terrified about. I think it might be too expensive. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. I trust. No, I think I, I I I keep I keep bugging you to raise your price. I think you should at least put two ninety nine there. I think that's uh, that's better. <laughs> I, I I
1: I I really like that everyone so far has at least everyone we've heard right. Obviously, it's kind of like selection bias issue. But For sure. Yeah. Everybody who's made it in and had comments about the price at all, the only comments we've heard is that it's a really good value so that made me feel good about raising the price yep um, but I I definitely want it to always feel like just a really good deal for people yeah I think that's like just the kind of product I want to sell you know yeah um, it's a premium product but for what you get it's a really good deal right and so um,
0: yeah what are you excited um, to what, basically what do you expect see... with the the pricing change sorry I interrupted
1: I basically no 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 it's okay I basically expect sales to, to really stop until we have another marketing event. And so now that this is all buttoned up and we got some cash from the last week or two, that we can focus on shipping the remix course. And and then that's going to be kind of our end of October marketing event. Try to do coordinate all of our marketing activities around that. Uh Um, it's a really cool course. It's a really cool app. We have some cool ideas for things we want to do with the course page on it. Um, and it's like, you get a cool little work journal app. When I was doing my work journal, people really loved it. I wish I kind of still did it, but people really loved it. And a lot of people asked how do I, you know, where'd I get it from? And I was like, Oh, I just built it on my website. So I think there's a cool angle here with this course which we also want to rename because it's like not the best name right now. Um, But you get an app that you get to work on. Like you get an app that you get to learn how is built from the ground up, and then you can deploy it yourself because the last video in the course is going to be deploying it to fly. And then you can work on it and add features. Nice. You can put it on your site. You can do whatever you want with it. And I think that's going to be kind of something we want to do with a lot of our courses going forward. So, it's like it's just it's the way it's the sawdust that makes the course more valuable. But people ask me for my side projects a lot that I talk about on YouTube, like, oh, there's this fitness app you worked on it looked really clean. Like, um, is it public? Or I was like, Can I sign up? And I'd be like, Yeah, it's public. You can sign up. And they're like, Oh, this is great. I wish you could add this exercise to it. And I'm like, I don't really work on these. It's just I use them myself, but I don't really it's not like I'm adding features for other people. Right. But here's the source code if you want to just deploy it yourself. It's really easy. And a lot of people don't realize that. But I think that's a really cool thing that we could do to make the courses you know, valuable. Somebody was asking about a D3 course. Yeah. They want to learn D3. A few people, actually. We had one that was pretty popular in EmberMap. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, what specifically are you interested in? And they were talking about some charts and stuff and wanting um, like, a financial uh, dashboard, you know, like a financial app, um, maybe personal finance. So like that would be an awesome course, you know, uh, building learning D3 by building, uh, your personal financial dashboard. Then you get the source code for an app you can deploy and start updating with all the knowledge that you learned, you know, and make it your own. So I think, I think that would be, I think that'd be pretty exciting. And, um, it'd be cool to embed like a live version of the app in the in the course page to show you what we're building shows you the ui shows you the things it can do yeah and cool. um i think that that's something that we're we're, we're talking about doing so interesting yeah um, i like that i like that so idea
0: i think it, it might not i don't know how how you feel about it. it might be hard to always find the type of app that can be uh user facing if you will i mean not user facing but like um for an individual yeah, I to think, deploy on their yes, own yes yes right.
1: i don't think it's all it's necessarily has to be useful for an individual like ryan's um react server components course is like a little user table um we can still embed it in the page and you can still pull it down and like maybe yeah. it wouldn't make sense for you to deploy that one but it still is cool that you get it and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i think i think for the things like the the finance financial thing and um um, like the Discord clone that we make in Tailwind, you're not gonna to probably deploy it yourself. It's not really useful. Yeah. But um the 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 work journal app is very useful for an individual. And I think that could if people like that, if we do that and people like it, it could be a cool way to motivate the demo apps for future courses, you know?
0: Yeah, true, true, true. I see.
1: Cool, man. That sounds good. So that I'm I'm excited about that. But yeah, that is. Now that sales are definitely going to basically stop until we have a reason for people to buy again, you know, that's beyond like people finding out about our existing content. It's going to be focused on remix. Yeah. And just incrementally improving the site. There's like a lot I want to do. It's always a tension with sites like this work on kind of the product. I guess the product is the videos or work on the website and people asking for things like video views, tracking their progress, and a lot of design stuff that I feel like uh, I want to change. Get more mm-hmm. testimonials throughout the website, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, all of that stuff is secondary to just getting remix done by the end of this month and then getting a radix course out in November. So,
0: okay. In I'm terms kind of-, of
1: from a from a revenue perspective, the business perspective, that's what I'm most interested in seeing next. What, yep. how, how those, how those events um, convert and whether what they, what effect they have. Whether people buy them basically at the new price and based on the content you know so um that's going to be a big big thing
0: yeah. yeah yeah and that's what i was curious about whether you think the um the increased price will actually drop sales i'm not talking about profit right because you could have lower sales with higher pricing sure. and have a higher profit i sure. actually think sure in terms of sales i bet your sales aren't going to drop because i guess what i'm what, what i'm thinking i i don't think your pricing is going to affect your sales numbers Aside from, aside I think it's going to be the hard to tease variability, right? I, it's going to be sure. hard to
1: tease apart. And we did have like lower sales over the last few weeks before getting into the early bird stuff. But then we finished the React Server Components course, so the course drove some sales, and then the early bird stuff. Obviously, a lot of people maybe who were on the fence or were waiting or didn't know that the discount was coming up. You know, yeah. Um So I think it's going to be hard to tease apart in the next couple of weeks, but that's why I just want to drive. I mean, we can't really control any of that. What we can control is finishing uh, Remix and um, announcing that, making it really nice course and um, making sure the page communicates what's inside. And, um, you know, we can also, (laughs) it's pretty cool having products to sell now as opposed to to the massive complexity of subscriptions because it makes doing something like a black friday sale very very logistically easy to pull off compared for to subscriptions sure. yeah. where people ask oh if i signed up last month then i have a black friday deal that ex- basically effectively lowers the subscription price for six months or a year can i i mean it's like a nightmare right yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. this is like massively easier so um You know, we can run sales in the future. Like every company runs sales, (laughs) Uh, which is awesome because we got more sales in the in the last week than we thought we were going to with the early bird stuff.
0: And um, yeah, so urgency, right? Urgency drives uh, drives sales for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's a good. It's I mean, a a lot of people uh, again, as long as people people are happy when they buy it and they like the content, they're excited. They're so excited, they're sharing. You know, people talk about it. Yeah. On Twitter, they, it's like the it, 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 the lifetime thing, man. There's a lot of things that are really good about it. One of which being, people become, um, they become marketing for you because they're happy with the product and the lifetime helps make it a no brainer. So that's also part of this. Part of the yeah, cool that's thing about making sure people have a lot of kind of customer surplus in the economics term that yep. it's a no brainer. Yep. If it's a no brainer and you keep getting value from it. You're going to be more likely to tell people that stuff is really, really good um, to help a small business like us, you know, um, when you have organic word of mouth um, testimonials and people sharing stuff like that. And yep. we never really had, I mean, I pretty, Ryan and I were talking about this. Ryan was like, we never really had that kind of, people love Denver map, the ones who are on it, but it's just, it's just different feeling." Right, yeah, like It's fans, a difference. You have fans, almost. It's, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that's really interesting. Really interesting. And mm-hmm. Really valuable, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting, dude. All right, cool. Thanks, thanks for um, answering. I can. Uh, no problem. Let me give an update on my side. Yeah, I'd love uh, to
1: hear about how it's gone.
0: So, I uh, after I relaunched my course and then the conference talk, it kind of things have been less than, I've been less than productive, I should say, less than full-time productive. Um, but I've been, I've been, um, I sort of landed in a in a place right now where I have two plans and I'm actually trying to decide on a plan. And I wanted to talk to you about one of these ideas. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided, well, this is not the idea. So let me first talk about um, a course, right? So a couple of weeks ago, I said, why don't I just give a course another try? And the reason being the following, I can give a course another try um because I have more following and everything. like it's it, my situation right now is very different from two years ago when I published testing live view right it's better it's, it's way better. better right 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 uh that partially was realizing people recognize me online right like going to the elixirconf and people knowing who I was because of those little videos yeah, yeah. Um, also seeing how those little videos tend to correlate with sales of testing live view right so if I had more courses out there presumably just. If I keep doing this, uh, presumably you get more sales, right? So up some percentage of people uh, who watch those videos go and buy, you know, one or two mm-hmm. of my courses, right? That kind of thing. So I've been thinking, why don't I give another course a try? Uh, I also feel like I have a lot of stuff in my head that I would love to share in some way. Uh, I wish I had an. I, I wish I had way more time because I just feel like there's a lot that I can that I have learned that I'm quite good at um that if i just go into a business if i just start doing like whatever i don't know an app for literary agents right mm-hmm. all this knowledge dies with me like it goes away with me uh, you know i've shared it with people when i do consulting and stuff like that um but it you know but there's no there's no bigger way of sharing it so anyway that's sort of like a like a personal reason i guess the per,
1: having a permanent place the yeah having having a leaving a archive, archive of, of what you've learned
0: yeah exactly leaping and sharing mm-hmm. that because i think there's quite a few things uh of course I, I won't be able to do that there's too much stuff i think and i don't have enough time my guess right or maybe i don't know i shouldn't say never uh but anyway for, for that reason you know I, I thought why don't i give a course another try but with different parameters right last time i mm-hmm. built a course and um towards the end i figured out the pricing right Mm -hmm. this time i kind of want to approach it differently i want to i want to build a course that sells for anywhere between 250 to 500 dollars, say right if i Mm -hmm. could sell it for a thousand dollars i would but i just don't know that i want to devote the amount of time that would require for a course of a thousand dollars what i mean by this is i think if i start with that goal in mind it's not like i just want to jack up the price for bad content right rather i want to figure out what kind of material is really valuable that i can put together that would command that price Mm -hmm. right so just starting with the end in mind and working backwards in terms of like i want to have a higher price course and the reason why i want to have a higher price course is because i think there's this thing about um that, that i read somewhere i can't remember now but it, basically people have seven objections to buying anything whether it's ten dollars or a thousand dollars right mm-hmm. and so if you're going to overcome the objections might as well be for a higher price point mm-hmm. right the other thing is i feel right now that my course is too cheap like it's nice that it sells but a hundred dollars feels um not enough but there's sort of a, mm-hmm. a ceiling there i i feel like there's a ceiling because there's there's a sort of a not a corresponding, but there's a a live view course that is well-regarded that I think it's like $125 or something like that. And so I don't want to put the testing course higher than that one. Honestly, if that course didn't Mm -hmm. exist, I wouldn't price my, my testing course at 150. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's some some anchoring there. I think that, you know, that that, that's fine. So a hundred dollars is fine at $99 or whatever. But anyway, so I want to work from the, from the, from that side. Right. Um, now, because the course is gonna be, you know, two hundred and fifty, five hundred dollars, something like that, I think it it makes it potentially a large course that would take a lot of time from me, which is something that I've that I didn't want to do before. Again, I, I hinted, mm-hmm. I mentioned this before. I would have had the basically the opposite idea. Why don't I do a lot of like small small courses, you know, that are like fifty to one hundred dollars, but they don't take a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think I can maybe do both if i pick a topic that i'm really well familiar with so it's not something i have to do a ton of research to get started you know i don't have to you know there's it, it t- building courses takes time but it, it's not you know it's not like something that i'm not familiar with um mm-hmm. so the and and something where learning I already, a new animation library or right something like right that. right right or or like for example there's a hot, elixir has a lot of machine learning libraries that are really interesting you know but I oh, haven't cool. used them so I could but it's popular right I could do a course on that and I'm sure you could sell a course for that for a thousand dollars or whatever um, but I have to learn all that stuff and I'm not sure if I want to do that right now instead what I could do is um, focus on something that I already have authority in the community which is testing right um, and so I think I'm not hundred percent sure on this yet but i i I'm trying to figure out and i used to think i would do a tdd course but maybe I'm, i might want to do a more broad testing elixir course in which one of the modules premium modules is tdd right like we have a, a couple of a couple of lessons on like testing from the outside in or something like that right mm-hmm. um and again so the and and testing elixir the reason why i like that is also cuz it's evergreen right like testing is broad mm-hmm. everybody should learn testing you know, have a ton of experience there, and I can go mm-hmm. and it basically allows me to create multiple courses in a single package, right? Because it would be testing Elixir, testing Phoenix, and then I can add a couple of things like TDD and um, some mocking stuff. There's a lot of people who ask about mocking in Elixir, mm-hmm. um, so it allows me to, I think, hit those those things where I can charge anywhere between 250 to 500 for the course. It's uh, something where I already have authority. It's something that I think I can do a relatively faster than other material um Mm -hmm. and i think there's demand for that i think there's there's a popular testing elixir book um and there's not a whole lot of content on it people have mentioned this to me right like they don't that like there's content on other stuff but there's not a lot of content on testing that they can find that's um, good that's um yeah that they're looking for so i think that could be a good idea now let me pause there because that's that's sort of where I was a couple of weeks ago. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I got this other idea. So I have the Elixir Streams website, right? Where I have been posting my little videos that I, mm-hmm. that I, that I post on Twitter um, or YouTube every week. So I also post them there. So there's, they're in a single place. But I had this idea of what if I make this, the Elixir Streams website, into a single resource for the Elixir community for videos, So this is like the place you go to, to find Elixir videos and they don't have to be paid, right? Just like mine are mm-hmm. hosted on YouTube. I would mm-hmm. basically use all the information that I can find in YouTube, all the videos, um,
1: curate it, them. You're just curating,
0: exactly. It's like curating, exactly. Curating them, yeah. categorizing them. Well, you could find like, like you could, you could do so much stuff like, um, you know, what, what are good things for intro people, right? You start kind of, mm-hmm. uh, curate all that, all that material and stuff like that. Um, I thought about that because the content treadmill is is serious. I mean, I'm I'm okay doing it right mm-hmm. now, but I don't know how long I want to do it. And when yeah, I, you have
1: three young kids. Two. Yeah. So when I stop doing it, like
0: what happens, right? It's it feels like mm-hmm. it fizzles, right? The content treadmill feels like it fizzles out if you don't keep feeding it. It's not something that um, kind of pays dividends in the future. Um. So anyway, you know, I thought about like how, how do I stop doing the content treadmill, but keep this thing going? And I thought about that possibility, right? um and i I like that for a couple of reasons I'm not sure how it would do it's something I'm still exploring but one of the reasons is um in the elixir community we have a lot of like elixir focused things like a lot of people use elixir forum rather than stack overflow for example so elixir forum mm. is just a forum that's all 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 elixir right um and of course we have we have newsletters that's that's normal in most programming languages you have like a couple of newsletters that are popular um but there's nothing video focused. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think you can do the same thing you do with newsletters. You sell ad space, right? Like I send, I currently send Mm -hmm. a newsletter when I publish a new little tip, right? So everybody who signed up there gets a, gets the email and you could, you could do ads there. You could do ads on the website. You could potentially host courses or at least list courses. That could probably be like a pay-per-click type of, type of um, revenue model uh, there. So, you Mm -hmm. know, there's, Probably different sort of revenue streams that you can think about there, um, and I, I honestly like the idea of having a place where all the Elixir video content lives, and you have mm-hmm. uh, sort of high quality leads. I think for for people who are trying to um, put their ads there, because it's especially for courses. If you're trying to sell a course, I'm basically trying to create the distribution channel for you. Yeah. And, um, you know, these people like video, like that's, you're already basically, you have sort of a high quality lead in that regard. Right. But there's a, you know, there's a few questions there in terms of like how much Elixir video material is published weekly, right? Am I going to be able to sort of have like a weekly newsletter of content? Um, presumably, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of conferences and stuff. So like just the conference material, if you drip it out, could be, could be interesting. Um, all the historical material and stuff as well, so I, I don't know, but that's sort of another idea. And what I don't want to do is m- maybe do both at the same time because I think that's going to s- spread me yeah. way too thin. You know, I, I think I have to choose one or the other, and I can choose one first and then do the other, like that's that's fine based on how the first one goes. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know I, that it, it, it appealed to me because it's something that's not a course. That's um. I, I mean, I like doing courses, but it, it also feels to me like a course has such a cliff. Um, you make a lot of money at the beginning, which is great, but then that you know then you have you're back to square one. You have to go and, and redo the thing and figure out a new course and all this stuff, or do something else, right? Um. So I like I like the idea of building something that can last longer than than the lifespan of a course. Um, which is why you know this this Elixir Streams website idea was was interesting i already have the website but i think it would take i mean it it obviously takes work as well i have to um i have to make it a better channel right like right now that that newsletter has like 100 people i probably need to have like Mm -hmm. at least a thousand people to to be selling uh, any kind of ads there um and yeah i i I don't know but anyway that i'm sort of at this place where i i need to choose one and start committing to it and start diving down that path uh, because mm-hmm. they're pretty clear, and I'm willing to tr- like if I choose the Elixir Streams thing first, like I'm willing to try it, and I think that could be really interesting. I have to, I still, I'm trying to do a little bit of research to make sure that I'm not taking a, a dumb risk or doing something that's going to take a lot of time and not have any reward. Like, I'm trying to figure out how much ads sell for in newsletters, uh, trying to figure out, you know, roughly speaking, how much I could expect. Um, from this elixir streams website if i had it running and if i had you know sort of a good number of subscribers and all that kind of stuff like just back of the napkin um calculations of like how much revenue can i expect from this thing um if it goes well uh Mm -hmm. so to see if it's worth it right so um but yeah i don't know i I guess i'm curious to hear your thoughts is this elixir streams website seem like a can you poke holes at it can you like challenge it um or or the course mm-hmm. too. I mean, I don't know. Is this like mm-hmm. a, a bad idea?
1: Yep, lots of thoughts. Let's start with the second one. The the elixir streams. The first thing I thought of was the Laravel News blog. It's like laravelnews dot com. I yeah. guess it's just the Laravel News. They have a blog, but this is um, a website run by my buddy Eric Barnes in the Laravel community, and I think it's, I think he has a full time job, but he does this and it makes a good amount of money. And it's kind of like what you were talking about where there's sponsors and partners and, um, uh-huh. promote like a job board. And so it, it, it is a distribution channel that he sells ad space to effectively. Um, and so the job here is really curation. Like people are going to come to Elixir. People can go to YouTube and type in Elixir and watch video content. The reason they would come exactly. to Elixir streams is because it's curated Yep. and curation has a lot of value, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I I definitely think it's monetizable. I mean, we know it is because there's plenty of newsletters that are just about curation. There's news, news websites that are about curation and they make money. Um, so it's definitely a potential business. Um, like you said, the question, one question is how much video content is out there that would make it past your curation filter and be something that you would think would be worth watching, worth sharing. And so, if there's enough to do that, like on a weekly basis, it feels like you kind of want to be on a weekly basis with this sort of thing, right?
0: Yeah, probably um, for for ad revenue kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing is like maybe the video focus is very cool, but there could also be it could be more like Laravel News, where it's blog tutorials, packages, um, and the videos are just featured, like. It is mainly about videos, but if you needed extra information, maybe at the end of your newsletter, you have like a bullet point list with important things that are out or you make, you make a video that's like a news update. So it's still a video, but you're calling out the, the important, um, releases and what's new. You're calling out important packages that have come out or had a major version release. I think that would be really cool. Um, and valuable
0: right and that, actually and, that, and
1: a way to focus on the video stuff you know
0: yeah that's really interesting because I, th- I i thought about you know part of this is i would probably keep doing the short videos and stuff because again, yeah i'm doing those are I'm, doing I, I, well. would be, I would be doing the distribution right i'm trying to build a certain mm-hmm. distribution layer for for videos and for courses and stuff but i like your idea that of like just this week on elixir
1: streams you know it's like yeah you you get you get to call out the big things and then you also say i have you know and also i posted a new tip on testing live view or whatever yeah um and then you have a tweet that has a link to that you know and that's like your your that's it's basically a link to your newsletter which is just an update with the videos that are interesting and also the the video itself is like the you know the meta video that's giving the update or whatever yeah Um, yeah that's interesting so i think i think there's a lot of ideas where you could make it work i think stepping back and thinking about elixir streams and the course i i still hear a lot of different things going on in your head and i I think you need to it's like you need to start with why like the simon sinek thing where okay you're making a course because you want to make a course that you feel is worth 250 to 500 bucks is that really the why is that the goal Or is the goal because you think that gives you a better chance of maximizing how much revenue, how much profit you could make from a course that you can pull off in the next six months? If the goal is to maximize profit, it feels like I'm not sure you want to start there. Same with the topic. Like, Is the goal to get the knowledge that you have about testing from your time at ThoughtBot and all of your consulting – out of your head and archive somewhere because you want to just give a gift to the world and you you want to formalize your thinking and and your um original insights that you've had about that somewhere more permanent that you can reference and share with people as a gift is that the goal is that the why or is the why to make to try to make money from from something commercial such that you can buy back more of your time and so Again, kind of like what we talked last week, I think both you and I have a problem with not naturally being in touch with like focusing on what people want and serving them when that's really the name of the of, of the game of business. Business is a serving. It's a serving thing and so you have to meet them where they're at and meet their needs. So starting with a goal like I want to sell a course for 250 it's fine if we're talking about that in the context of a tactic, right? But if that's a, if that's the the fundamental why, that feels too me focused and not enough you focused. And if people are responding more to different topics or different delivery, you know, packages or different prices or what they want, we can talk about tactics, but the overarching goal needs to be like I want to serve this group of elixir developers in, in a way that's going to help me buy back my time, but it has to start with being more that, them focused. And that's fair. So that's that was just my thought while you were talking about the core stuff. And of course, it's like this is it's not like black and white. And like there's an overlap between what you think is worth teaching and um, you know um, important for programmers to learn to level them up. And there's an overlap between that and what they're asking for. And so you know there's room to to move that needle towards a little bit towards what you think is important and that could be testing but if you're happy with launching a course for 250 bucks because it has testing content in it that you think is worth it but it doesn't make any money then you have to be okay with that if that's what you want to do right
0: Um, right no i'm i mean i think i think uh, the the goal for sure like what i what i said about sharing content and like having that that's sort of like I, i want that i think there's there's value in that but more like there's value in the sense that I want to make money by sharing that content, right? It's not mm-hmm. um, just because I, yeah, could I, if I had all the money in the world and I didn't have to worry about it, then I would love to make that a free, a free sure. Because I do like sure, I do sure, love sure. TDD and I think it changes. Sure, I think it changed kind of my trajectory and, and development. And I wish more mm-hmm. people did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't have the capacity and the time sure. and all this stuff, right? So for me, it, it's the the goal would be to um, the goal is to to escape make the loss. a profitable me, course like, i make, yeah, escape i want to make money, yeah right i want to make so a if the and if, in terms of the course the reason why i say the 250 or whatever is because i think mm-hmm. that um is I the I guess it's chance because you have of making a profitable course something some, yeah something i forgot is when i was saying this like i want to give another course a try that's because if i if i give another course a try and it makes twenty thousand dollars then I'm probably gonna stop making courses. I realize there's mm-hmm. ways to make courses that are profitable, right? But I think I don't want to necessarily keep at it uh forever trying to figure out the the key to making courses, right? So to me it's like if I can make a course that does something more to in the order of forty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars in the first mm-hmm. Few months, right? Like it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be the first day or the first two days Mm -hmm. or whatever, and it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a million dollars, right? I'm talking Mm -hmm. about like something that can buy my my time for the next few months, so that maybe then I can make another course, right? Sure. Um, but but that would be so that would be the idea there, and I think the goal there would be to give a course a try with the things I've learned with better distribution. To see if like if i if at this point in time with my current distribution and whatever else i gain is there a path
1: where you can see in the next couple of years that new new info product launches get you that in exactly. that in that ballpark of money that is going to make a significant difference on your day on your day-to-day exactly. and your your the requirement you have of doing x number of consulting hours per week or not and if not then it's like a five to ten year game and that's not a game you want to play you'd rather do something else so
0: yeah Um, i'd just rather do something else that that um mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i I don't know because i have other interests in in other types of businesses too so
1: yeah it's a big opportunity cost if every course is going to just add 10k it's going to take 10 years before you get to the point where it can really significantly help with the escape velocity side yeah exactly um yeah i mean i my first thought there too is like I i remember adam saying his first course did like 60k i think it was a book
0: yeah refactoring uh whatever refactoring to
1: collections Yeah, yeah yeah that one but again i think the people who have a lot of success there with with the courses i think an important thing that a lot of successful course creators have is that they either subconsciously or or consciously are paying attention to what people are asking for such that by the time that you get to the launch. People are asking for it. Now you did say that people were asking for testing content, so that's good. But if it's like one or two people versus people saying like, I would love to see a course from you on this, yeah. you know, I heard someone else, some podcast saying like, I do stuff on YouTube and Twitter until someone start, people start saying, if you had a course for this, I'd buy it. And then I just make the course for that. You know, that's like, that's one way to like get answer that question. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but anyways, yeah. just all all that I'm not saying one thing or another in terms of like which direction you should go. I should I'm just saying I think for people like me and you it's it's really worth paying attention to that aspect because I think it's easy for us to cuz I do the same thing where I this is really what I want to teach, but people are like I want a course from VS Code tips and it's like okay, so we're going to do that. We are going to do that, right? Yeah. Um so It's just when you're in this early stage still trying to hit escape velocity, I think you have to be extra sensitive to that and just make sure that you maybe err on that side as opposed to erring on the side of like what you want to do. Like again, it's still an overlap, but that's that was just my that was just my reaction when you were talking about the course.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um That's true. I feel like I always we always talk about this and I feel like I always want to skip it because I have a sense that testing
1: is important
0: testing is important it's such a broad it's such it's such a not a broad but a big topic like you know it's not a course on like the testing live view is actually a far more niche thing right like live view Mm -hmm. but live view is kind of hot or whatever so that was Mm kind of good Mm
1: -hmm. um but But uh, you have to meet people where they're at and you have to you have if, if they don't hear about it if they don't know about it because they're not because they're not asking for it because they're not googling for the things that you're talking about it doesn't matter how good the course is it doesn't matter how important it, it you might be 100 right that this would change someone's you know we had this conversation about ember map like why do we have to make so many videos like if we could make like we would have these like 20 minute pairing sessions with people with our consulting clients and someone would be like man like they would tell their boss like we have to keep sam and ryan on we had this thing and I've just saved so much time because there was something I was doing wrong for so long. It's like you would think a 20 minute video could be worth like a hundred thousand dollars to a company because it could actually have a a positive ROI for that if everybody watched it. But if that's not how they think about it, if that's not how people behave, it doesn't matter. You have to meet them where they're at and understand how they do their risk calculation on their side, whether it's individual or a company and how they subjectively value things like that and maybe being inspired is more important than like learning something or the excitement of it right so there's just a lot it's just a lot there you know that's that's just kind of what the point i'm trying to make so i think if you were going to go with the course i think instead of starting on the course i think you want to do the streams, the YouTube's, the Twitter, until it, and, and be very open to changing how you're teaching and what you're teaching to reach more people. Until you get to a point where it's very obvious that you should you should make a paid course,
0: you know. I mean, and yeah, that's I part. Mean, yeah. I think one of the problems there though is that the medium is different, right? So like the the the, the short videos, like what people like, are news things, right? Like oh, what's what's new like oh you're that's those are the most popular ones like something new coming up in elixir something new coming up in phoenix by far the most popular videos but mm-hmm. I, again the medium changes like what people are looking for right that's that's because i know that's like videos. what we talked about
1: last week though exactly it's, right. but it, it's it's but it's it's just the marketing funnel it's people finding out about it and you know james clear this is something adam was telling me when we were talking about some of this stuff over the last few weeks he's like James Clear has a newsletter where he sends out like five interesting things every week. It's mm-hmm. like 2 million. Uh, the newsletter has 2 million subscribers. Why does he do that? If he sells books once a year?
0: No, no Why? Cause people <laughs> find out about him. I don't know what, what he means. I'm
1: just saying. He, yes. Yeah. He advertises. He he tells the list about his books, which he writes once every year, or two or three. And no, you no, can make the yeah, same argument that. you're making, which is like, why should he invest his time into short, interesting no, that's, things? That's or not
0: that's not the point I'm making. Though what what I was saying is like, I don't know that there's the the, the signal is there necessarily from people requesting. Because when people ask for things from the short videos, they typically want a short video on that. Not sure, of course, right? So I'm saying the signal might not be there, in that regard. So I think, I I think need it to is find because a if you cause, because
1: haven't you because ha, don't you but wouldn't you say that with the, all the videos you you've made this year, don't you feel like you know more about what people struggle with than before you had the people who were watching your videos and interacting with you on Twitter or no? I, I mean I could, th- it could be,
0: answer, could be no, I, but I think I know what people like for those short videos. Again, I think it's like new things in Elixir, new things in Phoenix that are coming out they love to get someone mentioned this um i think it was in a youtube comment it's like the perfect blend between like uh reading the change log and also going full in and trying to implement it on your own like it's just right. the right it's just the right amount right. of information that you get
1: then why don't you make a course on that
0: <laughs> uh, on
1: what uh, like on how how to like incorporate new stuff into like your app in a way that's like responsible and not just like taking something because it's new and hot, but the way you would, you know, like how how new features were. I I don't know. But, I'm I'm just but spitballing, but that's,
0: not, but. but that's what I'm saying. I don't, that's not what people are asking. That's not that's not a course that would sell. I, that's not what they're asking. They're, all I'm saying is, when people show excitement for these short videos, the medium changes what they're right. They they they're talking about. Sure. it's not necessarily about a course. They're not saying. Uh, my gosh, this is amazing! Can you give me more content? Uh, go deeper into this topic. Like, I think um, I'm trying to think if the if I got one of those uh, or not. Like, someone's saying like, "Oh, how do you, you know? Can you go deeper into this?" I have for yeah. sure gotten comments on like my VIM setup, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I could sell a VIM mm-hmm. course, but I I also don't think that's <laughs> that's I I don't think that's actually what would be successful either. I think that's a, that's not the right. Um, I don't think that would be. Yeah, yeah, just Like a couple. I I, I hear you. They're really excited about that. They see that and they're like, "Oh, that's awesome! How do you do that?" Right? But they're just trying to get a tip or a trick. And um,
1: I wonder um, if there's like a way you can follow the excitement and use it to try out different things. So you start posting some tips on the kind of thing you would want to make a course on, and see how it does. Right. Right. And then try other things that aren't testing and see how they do relative to that. Right. Um, yeah, I could do that. I, again, I have, just I have trying to, to the avoid the testing. situation, just trying to avoid the situation of
0: spending a starting year starting with, and then yeah. And no anything. one yeah.
1: here, cause no one's heard about it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, people will hear about it. That's what I'm saying. I do have a different type of distribution cause I will right. make it known in and, and, you know, through the channels that I now have. Um yeah, I mean I I I think the pushback is is valid. I think the um you know, trying to identify whether this is a course that people want, it's something I need to do. I don't I actually don't think it's that easy. I think maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm not maybe I just don't know how to do it. But I don't know that it's easy to figure out if people like what exactly people want cuz sometimes people don't even know what they want. Um because you can't just ask them, right? Like that's kind of the the issue. You can't just pitch you can't ask the, them, the, but, the but if they do,
1: yeah. But if they do tell you, like if if they're asking for it again, this goes back to Adam's talk about how to launch the course, where he says the t- by the time you've made a, a website for people to sign up to hear about when the course is ready, they should be saying, "Shut up and take my money," because. You know what I'm saying? There's the validation that happens before you write your first line of your intro script or whatever, you know? Um,
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I understand the validation aspect. Yeah, I guess I don't really know how to validate a, a course idea aside from actually trying to start something. Um, I know the tweet idea like if you post a tweet and it gets a lot of likes sure I mean I could kind of get that but I, to me that's not real validation like someone liking a tweet is very different from someone buying a full course yeah um, it is
1: different like for for us we're doing a Radix course next and there was no way like I wouldn't have told you that three or four months ago it's just because my Radix videos on YouTube did really well people wanted to see more Radix content yeah and I don't know how it's gonna do. It could be completely wrong, but I feel a lot better doing that than um some of the other courses I've done or did on Ember Map just because like, yeah, it was important. And there's courses we did on Ember Map that people didn't ask for, component side effects. That is important. No one was asking for it. And it became a really popular course. So uh-huh. I guess that's maybe a counterpoint, but it's also like we were mixing that in with things that people were asking for. So Anyways, I, I don't think we're going to figure this out right now. But, yeah, yeah, but I, that, that was just some of my thoughts that I had when you were talking about that. But I guess we're here about out of time. But um, I do think that the Elixir Streams path is another valuable path. And um, I think you could do a great job at that. You know, I think you do have good taste. I think you've demonstrated that to the community because you've spoken at conferences. People like your material. So they tr- there's already some trust, right? The trust is a big part of all of this. Right, The trust is why people buy a book from James Clear even if they've just been reading emails about things he finds interesting or important to share throughout the year because yeah. that builds the trust and so the trust can lead to other things even if they're not asking for a book on habits like a, a full book but he but he thinks it's important so I think the trust is, is, is a big part of that and so I think he would do a great job at that Elixir Streams thing and I think if it was continually delivering good curated material that people felt was worth the time that they spent there, that builds even more trust and um, could lead to a lot more opportunities too, whether it's your own courses or like you were saying, an ad spot for other people's courses. So um, that's another way to kind of think about this whole thing. Like what's the easiest and fastest way to build trust with the people that you want to serve, that you think you have stuff that can... You have knowledge that can help them, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. Lots to to think about, though. That is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like that idea. I think I need to... I want to figure out... I guess, yeah, there's choices of what I want to curate. Like, what do I want to allow? I I was thinking of allowing everything, but I think if I curate a little bit more, maybe
1: i think you Uh want to curate
0: it i mean the cool thing about
1: elixir i guess elixir how much of your stuff is on phoenix
0: a lot a lot
1: is it like 99 percent
0: um i would probably say there's like a 60 40 or 70 30 i mean my course is definitely on phoenix stuff how um, many
1: people use elixir who don't use phoenix
0: the elixir actually has good uh, other bigger good groups i don't think they're as big as phoenix perhaps but mm-hmm. they're big like there's a nerves ecosystem which is embedded devices that's that's mm-hmm. big um and there's a lot of machine learning stuff now that, that's happening
1: it's bi- it's bigger than like the ruby community was outside of rails
0: yes i think i think the ruby rails thing was like so it was so massively rails that it was just basically mm-hmm. rails and i know mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. ruby people would take offense to that because there are some sure. ruby folks that that don't you know that don't use rails but I think Rails was such a massive influence in that in that regard. And Phoenix is yeah. like pe- people. Yeah. there's no other web framework that people really use, right? Aside from Phoenix, but there are embedded right. devices. like Elixir has more applications, like more applicability across right. uh, different things than, than Ruby right. did. So,
1: so yeah, I was thinking the the curation was especially cool because like I wish something like this existed for React, but it's not actually really possible because it's so fragmented, so many frameworks. But I think this is more like a Lara, Laravel news type thing where if you meet an Elixir person at a conference, it's likely that they use Phoenix so that you guys already have so much shared language there and that can help you with the curation so that you're seeing stuff that's relevant to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, it would be like a Remix or Next.js yeah, website I mean- because we're all using the same stuff in architecture, application architecture.
0: Yeah, I guess in terms of the website, what I was thinking is both making it like the place. Obviously, ideally, right? Doesn't have, doesn't start this way, but like if you want to learn about Elixir and you like video, you like go to this place, and we have all the material that we can possibly have from YouTube. Uh, over time, maybe there's there's built-in things, right? Like um, I don't know, whatever courses that you can host and stuff, but. um but there's there's some curation in the sense that like oh if you're you know if you're a beginner like you can look at these this series of youtube videos that are from unrelated people but we've put together as like good material like there's curation mm. in that regard mm-hmm. but i'd also like to just kind of have like everything if you just the mm-hmm. other the other benefit of it could be like better tagging and searchability cuz honestly right. I, I don't know if i'm just using youtube wrong but when i search for elixir stuff on youtube i get just some weird stuff like there's just not a mm-hmm. whole lot of depth there Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that would be good too. So I don't know.
1: Cool, yeah. man. Well, why don't we pick it back up next time? A lot to think about though. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um good yeah, stuff. I hope I hope I can make a decision, but maybe I just need to do a little more research. I hate being in research phase though. I wanna like dive into something and do something. I feel very uh feel like I'm wasting my time. So
1: mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: But yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I- I'm gonna be thinking
1: um, about this in the background. I'm excited about talking about this next time because I yeah, I the big projects it's t- scary right <laughs> you yeah, don't want to sure. go in when you're maximally excited to take on something that's going to take 6 months or a year yeah <laughs> it can be tough
0: but it no but it's interesting i really i do think uh and there there's something about excitement that can that can you know, yeah. fuel you for a little bit so that's, uh, that's yep. not not um yeah i mean don't do it solely for that reason but it uh, you can use it as fuel so but yeah, that's man. true. That's true. It's a good spot. Cool, to, dude. And thanks for chatting. Man. Yeah, let's, ra- let's wrap it up. Yeah, thank you too. And um,
1: maybe next time I'll give an update on the build your eye side. We definitely have officially have had our first up month since April with the early bird sale. So that was pretty awesome. So I'll be able
0: to give an update about that. Um, yeah, man. Next time we talk. I want to hear how the new pricing is going. Excited for that. Awesome. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for chatting. Cool, bud.
1: All right, you too, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye.